the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 143 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including blatant indoctrination and undermining of our nation through so-called ethnic studies curriculums. That's right, George. You know, recently, Protect Our Kids was privileged to co-sign a letter with 20 other like-minded organizations. To Secretary Miguel Cardona, the U.S. Department of, of the U.S. Department of Education, demanding action to investigate and take action against what are really, George, manifestos of grievance and disinformation. That's really what they are. So what we thought we'd do today is just read the letter for our audience to give them um, a sense of what we're taking issue with and why we felt it necessary to uh, co-sign this letter that went to uh, the secretary last month. So I'm just going to start reading and then we can, we're going to take some liberty to comment in between the lines. So here we go. This was uh, 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 written uh, on December the 12th and sent of last year um, to the Honorable Miguel Cardona, Secretary of Education for the U.S. Department of Education. Uh, at his address there in Washington, D.C., and it starts this way. Dear Mr. Secretary, in the wake of the October 7th, the terrorist attack in Israel, the world has been appalled and shocked by the behavior of students at American academic institutions. From Ivy League institutions to K-12 through classrooms, we have watched in horror as students have cited with a terrorist organization over innocent victims and children. Jewish students and teachers have had to barricade themselves behind locked classroom doors out of fear for their safety, and high school students have marched through school hallways and participated in school walkouts while chanting anti-Semitic slogans. These events have unfolded coast to coast. School officials have largely failed to act. Well, that is certainly the case, George. It definitely is. And to note, you know, the the letter goes on and it says that as parent organizations and concerned advocates who represent communities and school districts across the country, we urge you to direct the department to take immediate action to address the hateful material and curriculum in K through 12 schools that continue to create divisive and hostile environments for both students and staff. And Mark, we have been seeing, you know, not so much news in the mainstream media on this, uh, but in, in other uh, media outlets uh, where they have come out to, to show all of these different student bodies, student clubs on campus. Um, and it, and it's always really the, the same ones, you know, the, the, the GSA clubs, um, all the woke clubs basically have united a- around this. Um, this is something very interesting because it wasn't just happening 
in K through 12, let's, let's just say high school, but it was happening in the colleges as well. Yeah. I mean, that's where it eventually culminates, right? It, it, uh, it, it sort of brews its ugly, uh, ideology. And then finally these same kids, they graduate from high school and they end up in the Ivy Leagues. Uh, the, the most fortunate ones, the privileged ones end yep. up in the Ivy Leagues, which are the epicenter of the new, uh, critical theory woke ideology. And we're going to get into more of the details as we go through this letter. Well, it continues on last week. And I think most of our audience has probably heard about this. Last week, and this is again now in early December, the presidents of Harvard University, University of Pennsylvania, and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology testified on Capitol Hill about the raging anti-Semitism on their campuses. So just to bring our audience up to speed, what happened there is Congress held hearings. And at that hearing was uh, three people particularly, and these were the presidents of three of our most prestigious universities in the country, Clouding Gay of Harvard, Liz McGill of the University of Pennsylvania, and Sally Kornbloth of Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And what was happening to inspire this congressional hearing was that student organizations had amassed and we're chanting things on all three of these campuses. For instance, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Uh, or globalize the intifada, which is a call to really destroy Jews in the Levant, massacre. in the Middle East, yep. massacre them, and, and across the world. Um, Pro-Palestinian students specifically made at Harvard Three particular demands. Uh, number one, that it divest from any what they called illegal settlements in Palestine, which were essentially all Jewish settlements in Palestine. Number two, that it reinstate at Harvard a proctor who had been suspended for taking part in a mob that were harassing a Jewish student at Harvard University. And number three, they demanded that the faculty promise that the students wouldn't be disciplined. Say what? For taking part (laughs) in this mob. In other words, we're taking a brave stand here, as one Wall Street Journal writer put it, but we demand that we pay no price for it. And there's some other things that happened there too, weren't there, George? Well, Mark, one thing just to note there on the the, the chanting, right, uh, and the slogans that they use especially the one from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. There were actually organizations going around taking surveys of students uh, at all of these universities, asking them uh, which river and which sea. The vast majority couldn't answer that question. You're kidding, Jordan. No, these are Ivy League students, Ivy right? League students. That's ACT and, and SAT scores exactly. on the planet. Who are chanting from the river to the sea. They didn't even know which river they're talking about or which sea they're talking about. Uh, that's proven by data that we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit more about here. Well, as numbers of writers have, uh, have, have pointed out, the purpose of these protests is largely to make any honest debate at these university campuses impossible. In fact, at Harvard, George, more than 30 student organizations signed an October 7th letter asserting that Israel was entirely to blame for the Hamas's terrorist massacre and the kidnapping of civilians. Entirely to blame. 
and in fact, I think it was 34 student organizations that, that signed this letter. And, and what's even worse, Mark, I think what has come out since then as well is that I think hundreds of teachers, professors at Harvard have also signed a letter supporting everything that Harvard president said. Uh, certainly to keep her in office, they've signed yeah. that letter. Well, let's go on with the letter from Parents Defending Education that Protect Our Kids co-signed along with 20 other like-minded organizations. The, the letter goes on to say, this is again to U.S. Uh, Depart- Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. Sadly, the same ideology that has captured their institutions, the, talking about the college institutions, is pervasive in our K-12 through schools and baked into teacher training programs. So these kids that suddenly arrived on Ivy League campuses, they didn't make this stuff up whole cloth. They they came, you know, this ideology was already implanted in them. Mm-hmm. Teachers unions, the letter says, wield enormous power, and they too have become beholden to this toxic ideology. The evidence is overwhelming, the letter states, and well documented. K through 12 school districts are taking advantage of their captive audience of students by using mandated classes and curriculum to teach appalling material, often under the guise of ethnic studies. And there are hyperlinks in the letter to which you can go and see the evidence for yourself. And we're going to supply this letter on our website. So hopefully by the time this broadcast reaches, the ears of our listeners, you will be able to go to our website and download the letter for yourself. Definitely. And, and parents, <clears throat> as a reminder, ethnic studies, Mark and I have spoken extensively about this as well. We have indeed. Because it always is a, a a new term, a more pleasing term, a more disguised term for critical race theory. That's essentially what it is. And so you can go to our, our videos on critical race theory and you'll see what ethnic studies is really all about. They always play this language game, don't they, George? They they're, they're never going to come right out and call a spade a spade. We're, we're teaching classes on critical race theory, which is a component of critical theory. No, it's Ethnic studies. What's wrong with that? Who wouldn't want to know about that? Well, you, this isn't happening just on the, the coasts, like in Massachusetts or California. This is all across the country and we have well documented evidence to that extent. One of the example curriculums that is pointed out in the letter is the liberated ethnic studies model cu- curriculum. And they provide a mission statement, which is to promote the advancement and implementation of a well-designed ethnic studies courses for educational equity, activist scholarship, right? So there's an agenda here, and community leadership skills. They go on to say that we will accomplish our vision by building our capacity to bring about social change and educational equity. By honoring ancestral knowledge, we're talking about pagan, pagan religions here that they want to honor, historically disenfranchised youth, and by equipping black, Chicanic, Latinx, Asian American, American Indian, indigenous, and low-income low youth with skills to participate in community advancement, social justice, which is another critical theory code word. Whenever you see an adjective before the the word justice, you know there's going to be a problem there, George. And what they call transformative change. 
that these words are important because transformative change is a code expression that you also see in social emotional learning. It's all over it. So aside from the curriculum, this is part of the critical theory pedagogy that is taught throughout K through 12. And this is how they want to also transform the consciousness of society. This is the Marxist form of revolution. Indeed it is. Well, the letter goes on to say, these ethnic studies courses teach students to dehumanize people based on race, ethnicity, and other identity markers. The ethnic studies courses in the Santa, this is just one example, the Santa Ana Unified School District, which is in our backyard, George, Mm -hmm. uh, courses blame Israel for, quote, ethnic cleansing, accuse Israel of UN war crimes, and refer to Israelis as an extremist, illegal Jewish settler population. In fact, I, I looked at some of this evidence, and the Santa Ana Unified School District Ethnic Studies courses hail what it calls activism, exploration of Eurocentrism. Centrism. We we can't have that. Anything that comes out of Europe must be bl- bad. Blames Israel for ethnic cleansing, and, and indeed it does accuse it of UN war crimes. And this is from a Santa Ana course entitled Artvism. Ethnic Studies in the Visual Creative Arts course. And here's a couple paragraphs from that course. By engaging in artivism, activism through the arts, students will become socially and politically conscious about their connection to various issues of oppression or threats to identity. Students will creatively document aspects of their community and apply their knowledge of race, ethnicity, culture, and identity to address injustice. This is an art class, George. Wow. Students will use their agency, another critical theory code word, to collectively generate a themed exhibition that celebrates the artistic works they have curated over the course of the class and challenge the lack of diversity, space, and representation within the arts. Another paragraph uh, goes on to say, we will discuss the history and formation of ethnic studies, power, and privilege, and what it means to be an American in our society. We'll also define the differences between race, ethnicity, and identity, along with other core ideas such as assimilation, appropriation, alienation, gentrification, oppression, racism, both institutionalized and internalized, stereotypes, privilege, and intersectionality. You get all of that in one art course for free. (laughs) And by the way, uh, audience, your tax dollars are going to pay for this. Well, there's another example from Jefferson Union High School, isn't there? Yeah, and this ethnic studies curriculum includes a lesson on colonialism that focuses on Palestinian dispossession of lands, identity, and culture through Zionist settler colonialism. And this unit is quite extensive, um, but it basically wants to challenge the idea that, you know, in fact, it's not the... Jews, you know, that are, you know, being harmed and that have been harmed in the past. Uh, it's really the Palestinians whom the Jews as those white settlers are, they are the, the powerful, the oppressor onto 
the, the Palestinians who are the oppressed uh, in this case. We have a graphic that George and I are looking at in the studio, and it's it's too exhaustive to to read all of this. But they, they talk about things like this is this course they're teaching at Jefferson High School. Students defined ideologies and practices used to discriminate against people of color, particularly racism and the four eyes of oppression. Students will practice identifying the four eyes of oppression through case studies. I, George, I'd never heard. I mean, we study this stuff day in and day out. This is the first time I've heard about the four eyes the of four oppression. Eyes. Yep. They keep expanding on this theme, and it turns out to be ideological is one of the eyes, institutional, interpersonal, and internalized. I mean, there's there's a whole ecosystem of terminology that's hard to keep track of but our kids are learning it they are in fact uh these examples are not outliers it it is just illustrative of what ethnic studies courses look like from seattle to los angeles to boston Uh, in fact milwaukee public schools held a contest for students promoting black lives matter at school just days after the organization released a public statement that accused israel of apartheid of all things uh, an attempted genocide. Um, and then in Los Angeles Unified School District, the classroom decorations at the Alexander Hamilton High School in Los Angeles included posters that say, make Israel Palestine again. Expletive the police. Yeah. Expletive America. Yeah. And then if you click on the links to the letter that was sent to uh, our Secretary of Education, you can get the evidence firsthand, including posters that uh, we provided to the secretary to prove this point. And George, uh, we're looking at these posters. They are so disturbing. Well, the letter goes on to say, immediately after the October 7th massacre, Revere Public Schools, that happens to be in Massachusetts, so not in California, the superintendent sent an email to staff promoting a resource that claimed Israeli terrorism Terrorism had been significantly worse than that of the Palestinians. And again, there's posters that are put up around this school to um, highlight and convince students of this lie. Uh, one of them I'm looking at, this poster shows a group of people and the, and the, the letters say settler colonialism, genocide slavery, expletive America spelled A-M-E-R-I-K-K-K-A. This is native land. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're not making this up. This is the curriculum in ethnic studies that kids are being exposed to day in, day out, across this country. And this is what teachers, principals, superintendents are supporting to be posted on walls. Posted on wall. Here's another one, George. The coronavirus is not the crisis. Capitalism is the crisis. Settler colonialism is the crisis. Empire is the crisis. The disease arrived with the birth of America, KKK, and it's time we finally confront and heal it. Another poster, in 2020, make Israel Palestine again and make America with the KKK instead of the sea, Turtle Island again. And it's all with free Gaza and protesters on on that poster. And the letter finally uh, goes on to state in the second to last paragraph, these are just a few examples 
that provide a glimpse into what can only be described as a crisis in our schools. The ideological and activist curriculum rampant in K-12 education is not focused on teaching knowledge or facts, nor does it encourage a healthy exchange of ideas. It's designed to brainwash children into becoming activists for specific political causes that engage in the dehumanization of others. This is educational malpractice. It is driving division and distrust and has created a hostile and even unsafe environment for students, especially Jews, because they are not included in the so-called hierarchy of oppression and now drives so much school policy and instruction. Inaction is no longer an option. And George, the last paragraph reads, American parents expect that their children will be able to learn in safe environments at school free from threats, harassment, and intimidation. The past two months have shown that this is not the case for thousands of students from coast to coast. We request that you leverage the department's full authority to not only end hostile environments in the country's K-12 schools, but to ensure that federal resources are not spent on creating and fueling this hostility. Now more than ever, families need assurance that their children's classrooms are free from hate-filled content. And when we post the letter online, it'll list the full um, um, list of organizations that are in support of this letter. So... George, we would encourage our audience to read this. Uh, click on the hyperlink so you can see the evidence for yourself. And it would not hurt uh, for you to become an activist yourself and you also to write a letter to the secretary uh, just to let him know that it's not just organizations, it's individuals out there that don't want any part of this as well. And also, I would highly recommend that you share this with, uh, if you're in touch or have you know a network of friends in the Jewish community, Oh, amen. Uh, please let them know and, and share this letter with them. I, I've done so, Mark, and I've just received so much um, appreciation from them. They, they were shocked because all they see is the hateful stuff that's coming out of the media. And when one of them read this letter, uh, the response was, wow, I, I wasn't anticipating this, expecting this, but thank you so much. Our, our fellow Jewish citizens are under siege like they've never been before in the yes. United States of America. This has traditionally been a haven of safety for for Jews. And to see this kind of response that is being fomented, not only on university campuses, but now in our K-12 through publication, George, is so deeply disturbing. And Mark, I, when we started Protect Our Kids... I never thought almost five years later that this is where we would be, that we would have to be talking about the, 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 the anti-Semitism. I mean, th- this is absolute insanity. Parents, if, if you are not waking up right now, then I don't know what it's going to take for, for you to wake up. Uh, we went from just debating about sex education and its transformation into comprehensive sexuality education And in five short years, we're talking about anti-Semitism. Well, we're not going to stop talking about it. In fact, next week, George, we are going to dive even more deeply into the rot in higher education. So um, if you're listening to this episode and you want to know more about what's happening, please tune in next week. But in the meantime, we encourage you to visit our website, protectourkidsnow.org. Please take advantage of all the resources that we have there. 
and share this episode with uh, your friends and neighbors and, uh, and the letter that we talked about today. Well, thank you for tuning in. Until next time on Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.